0: Uh, share something with you Um, my message tonight is called life are you enjoying it or enduring it Um, something we've been talking a lot about a a kind of a new place that, that the Lord's been bringing the body of Christ and I have certainly experienced that personally um, I, there's something that has happened inside of me even in the last half year, in the last couple of months, um, that, that just feels different. It feels newer and newer. Um, and one of the things that's happening inside of me that God is, is, uh, uh, is helping me to get to the core of my being is to enjoy life more. Um, to enjoy the moments more. Um, and so earlier this week I was having this time with the Lord and it was a really, really sweet time. And that's when I got kind of a download of a lot of what I want to share with you tonight, because I know that what, what he's showing me isn't just for me. He wants all of his kids to enjoy life a whole lot more. And, um, I'm going to first show you a scripture or two. Um, in fact, you know what, my message tonight actually isn't going to be all that long. And that's intentional um, because mainly I want us to do something about it. I don't want to just talk about it more. Um, We actually, Todd uh, worshipped my sermon tonight and then Karina preached it and then Joel did. And so um, I'll just share a little bit more, but mainly I want us to, um, we're going to stop in a little bit and we're going to, I'm actually going to lead you through something where you can encounter the Lord for yourself and then after that, then we're going to bring the, the prayer teams up. And um, so, but he, how do we know God wants us to enjoy life? Well, here's this amazing man, Jesus, said this in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. This is in the message translation. He said, are you tired, anyone? See, he actually knew this condition. He wasn't just guessing. He kind of knew this was the human condition. So he's looking at the crowd and he goes, hey, you guys tired? You worn out, or you burned out on religion? Uh, religion being that that always trying to do a little bit more for God, so hopefully He'll like you a little more. That thing, um, He says this. He says, "Come to Me, get away with Me, and you will recover your life. Your life. That thing that feels like it's draining away when you're not enjoying." when you're not enjoying it. he says, come to me. I'm going to help you recover your life. I'm going to show you how to take a real rest. Anyone in here want a real rest? Not just a 20-minute nap. Walk with me. So he's already telling you how to take the rest. He says, come here. Let's do this together. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. One of the definitions I use for grace is God doing for you, for you, what you couldn't do for yourself or for him in a million years. That's grace. Grace, that's the deal when Jesus died for you. The deal was grace. God's saying, I know your condition, I know you're tired, I know you're burned out, this is the deal. I'm going to do it for you. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, so keep company with me, Jesus says, and you will learn how to live freely and lightly. Can everyone say freely and lightly? Doesn't that sound good? Is that even possible? In the midst of the chaotic pace of this life? Absolutely. He would not have said it if it were not possible. Why aren't many or most or all of us not experiencing it all the time? Because we're not following his prescription. that's when we start feeling it again. All right? Where where else is it? Let's see. This is Jesus, that same amazing Jesus, John 10.10. I have come that you all might have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. Right? That's the promise. He wants to give you a full life. Now, Jesus certainly We know he was very acquainted with suffering, with sorrow. Uh, We know his best friends turned on him. We know that he was incredibly misunderstood. So clearly those weren't the things that brought him the deep sense of life that he's talking about that we get to have. He, He lived something. He knew something. He learned something that he's trying to pass along and says, oh, no, there's a way. There's a way for you to have an abundant life and a life that it's light and easy, and that life is with me. Okay? So, what robs us? What tires us out? What wears us down? Because everything I just told you, most 95% of you in this room, you could have told me the very same thing. Because you know, you know what Jesus promised we get to have. So why is it that we get worn out and, and tired and what, what's going on? Okay, I want to look at some of those things and then we're going to do something about it. Okay, so the first thing that wears us out is trying to live perfectly in order to please God. I already told you the word for that is called Religion. I'm telling you something though, you know, even those of us who think, oh man, I'm way past that, I'm not, I'm not stuck in religion anymore, you, you'd be surprised how many times we go back to measuring ourselves by how we think we're doing for God. We can do it in a lot of different ways. It isn't always so obvious as, as rule keeping. Some of you have long ago realized, I'm not going to try to keep rules to please God, but it just sneaks back in. That's one of the reasons we start getting tired and worn out again, because it starts wearing on us. Why? Because you're never going to measure up to God's perfection. And when we get that thing in us that thinks that somehow we can, apart from him, problems, major problems, it's going to wear you out. In fact, God's going to make sure that it wears you out, just so you know. Honestly, he's a loving papa. He adores you. He says, no, the deal was grace. Me doing for you what you can't do. If you're going to go back and try to do it, you're going to get really tired. And I'm going to let you get tired because that was never the deal. All right, here's another one. Trying to solve your own problems. I'm I'm telling you the things that are going to wear you out and, and wear you down. Trying to solve your own problems. You know, it was... Dan O. McCullum, when he was here, I, were, I'm going to quote him in a minute again, but when he came here a couple months ago in a conference, one of the things that he said that was fascinating to me, and it made so much sense, he said, he said, you know, that our, our minds, the way God made them, they weren't meant to um, solve our problems. They're actually meant to hold information. So that when the Holy Spirit gives you answers, you grab this and this and this that he's giving you at other parts in your life. And it starts making sense because you've got all this amazing wealth of information stored there. But what do we end up doing with our minds? We stew over something again and again. And next thing you know, it's, you know, you're in bed trying to sleep. Next thing you know, it's one in the morning and now it's three in the morning. And your mind has worked it over a hundred times and you haven't really come up with the answer yet, but you won't let it go. It's this trying to solve your own problem thing. Instead, Jesus says, hey, remember this deal? Why don't you give that problem to me? And why don't you go to sleep now? And if I have something I want to tell you about in the morning, I'll tell you. Trying to solve our own problems is a big one. But you know what? Sometimes, uh, honestly, sometimes some of us can get pretty good most of the time of not falling into that trap. But we'll still fall into this next one, which is trying to solve the problems of those you love. (laughs) Now you just added an extra step. Because you don't even have control over their lives but you're trying to, and you're trying to solve everything for them and make life you know, easy and good for them. Please understand, I'm not saying here that we don't care about people, that we don't love people, that we don't do things to help. That's not what I'm saying. That's part of, that's part of our Christian life, right? As we receive the love, we give it away. But I'm talking about trying to solve everyone's problems for them. Um, who was it that said... This mail isn't for you. Oh, I want to give credit where it's due. If you remember, let me know. Someone that I value and respect recently, in the last year, told me that, that something that the Lord did for them is, is um, whenever they would start you know, trying to help somebody else out, God would show them this envelope and they would have their name on it. And he says, oh, you know what? That's not your mail. <laughs> you know, Give it back. You just took someone else's mail. So when we're trying to solve everyone else's problems, that's what we're doing is we're taking their mail and God says, no, I got that one. Thank you. I'm, I'm the postman. And he will give us and those that we love answers. Um, and sometimes sometimes we go through things that are, that are hard. Um, but boy, is he good. And I'm not saying he causes all things. So a lot of our problems are... A lot of them are really self-inflicted. Some of them are the enemy. But you know what? He says, here's the deal. All things, I'm going to work them all out for your good. So even the hard stuff, and we always want to protect others, especially those we love from the hard stuff. He says, you know what? Sometimes the very things that they're going through, watch, watch what I do. Watch this life lesson. Watch something that's going to radically transform them. He doesn't use life lessons to shove people into the ground to teach them who's boss to put them in their place that's not our father he doesn't do that but he says but this thing that's the thing that's really hard for them right now watch what I do you can just watch there and then give me thanks and praise and watch how I change their life here's another one um, foreboding anxiety and worry about the future Again, the things that are going to wear you out. So this foreboding, this, oh no, something, you know, oh, when's, okay, okay, God, you came through this month, but now there's next month's bills, and those are just two weeks away. Um, Whatever it is, it's this, and it's maybe not just personal, but it's what's going on in the world. One of the, have you ever thought about about, about what knowing so much on the internet and over the news does to you? Do you know that you find yourself worrying about millions of things you have no control over? Think about this for a minute. We read these amazing stories of Moses. You know, um, Moses and his ordeal with, I don't know, pick one. But like, let's just say getting the, the, uh, the people out of Egypt, out of slavery. I'll tell you what, Moses didn't know what was going on in any other country in the world. He hadn't a clue, and the Bible doesn't even tell us what's going. Do you think Moses was the only one having problems? See, but he and God were working something out for him in his life and those that were in his influence. See, what all this no, all this knowledge of what's going on around the world can lead to a lot of anxiety if you personally think that um, you know that you have to be the one to worry it better, you know. If I worry enough, maybe it'll get better. And God says, how about you just let me take care of that? So do we have a part? Of course we do. It's called intercession. So if, if we're starting to feel something, we're instead of, oh no, oh no, oh crud, oh crud, how about, Papa, is there anything you want me to declare from heaven to earth about this? If, the, if you don't get anything, move on. That means it's not yours to even worry about. But if God gives you something, you get to agree with him. Why? Because you're partners. And he says, remember, I'm going to make this light and easy. I don't want you to carry any heavy loads. You can't carry that load in another part of the world, let alone your own. So how about you just ask me, is there something I'm supposed to declare? Okay? I realize I'm covering these kind of quickly, but getting down on yourself, beating yourself up for not being where you want to be in life. Anyone? Anyone? Anyone at all? How about all of us at different times in our life? There are times, if you aren't feeling it today, you might another day or another year, where we're kind of going, God, what's up? I thought I would be somewhere else by now. I thought I would be doing more for the kingdom by now. Karina prayed earlier about about the prayers that seem to be, you know, on hold. God, I, I thought those are going to be answered by now in a certain way. Um, when, especially when that starts turning into beating yourself up, that clearly you're not doing something right, you're a loser, you know, fill in the blank, I even hate, hate saying those words. Believe me, you're not in agreement with heaven when you say those things? You're actually kind of taking the enemy's whip and you're going, whoosh, whoosh. But, uh, if, can you just answer me this question with, with in, in the grace covenant? God doing for you what you can't do. If there are some things in your life that he needs to alter or mold a little bit to get you where he wants you to go, do you think he can do that? Okay. It helps when he has our agreement, for sure. It makes the process a whole lot better when he has our agreement, for sure. However, even when he doesn't have our agreement, he has this way of kind of causing certain things to happen for us to see his way and start to agree. All right? So, But just plain getting down on yourself and saying, I, I should be in a different place. I should be married by now. I should be fill in the blank. You're 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 beating yourself up. Finding your self worth each day and how many things you can check off your to do list. Oh, I just I just like messed with some people here right now. I mean <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. I thought I was doing pretty good on those days. No worries. To-do lists, wonderful. If you're a, you know, yellow sticky note person and you get to rip them off your computer when you get it done, wonderful. That's awesome. If that's what you're finding yourself worth in, you're going to be really disappointed and really worn out. Any of you, I'm sure you recognize by now that list never goes away. So when do you enjoy life? Remember this was about enjoying life? Okay. All right. I know I'm messing with some people now. So, getting caught in the trap of how much you are pleasing other people. I know I'm meddling now. This is plain out meddling. So, when I'm telling you what wears you out. When you are trying, when your goal is to please those around you, wow. How is that working for you? Because um, <laughs> unfortunately, you know enough people where you could do something that would please this person and not that one anyway. It's like you can't win that game anyway. But it's exhausting. It really is exhausting. So, once again, Do we honor people? Yes. Love people? Yes. Speak treasures? Yes. But we do it out of a genuine heart of love that just wants to bless them, not in order that if they please me, they like me, I feel better about me. You're getting to the, I'm getting to the core right there. You just heard the problem three times in a row. The M word, which I'll get to in a minute. Grumbling, murmuring, and complaining. In fact, I'm going to throw up the next one at the same time. Self-pity, because they kind of go hand in hand. Amazing, no one's getting up and leaving. That's amazing. <laughs> Grumbling, murmuring, and complaining, um, which often leads to self pity. Woe is me, poor me, why me, God? What do you have against me? What did I ever do to you? You know, things like that. Um, all right, let me just read this. Dan O. McCullum, again, I'm, I'm taking this direct, this is a direct quote from when he was standing right here a few months ago. This is powerful stuff. I'm going to tell you how it applied to me in just a minute. The power of agreement goes both ways. Now, when he says, he was talking about how our, when we agree with God, we're in harmony The you know the waves are moving the same, like there's power in agreement. We all know that there's power in agreeing with God, but he says, Hey, I got some news for you. The power of agreement goes both ways. If you agree with heaven, you release heaven. If you agree with the enemy, you release his will, you release his purposes. I was doing a study on Thanksgiving, and the Lord said to me, Dano, Grumbling, murmuring, and complaining is the praise and worship of the kingdom of darkness. Someone said, say that again. I'll say it again. Grumbling, murmuring, and complaining is the praise and worship of the kingdom of darkness. See, I was sitting right there listening to this and going, Whoa, there's truth there. And that's, and and it's kind of like so direct, it just kind of takes you like, whoa. But he says more. He says, this is what the Lord was showing him in this study of Thanksgiving. Dano said, it's interesting that the root word for Thanksgiving has the idea of splitting or dividing. In other words, Thanksgiving splits open the membrane between heaven and earth. It's what Thanksgiving does. So it splits open the membrane of heaven and earth. But grumbling, murmuring, and complaining, the root word comes from tether or tie. In other words, grumbling, murmuring, and complaining actually ties you or tethers you to your circumstances. He goes on, you watch in Israel's history, every time there was grumbling, murmuring, or complaining, there was disease, famine, drought, attacks from the enemy, something. And he asks the question, why? And he says, some people say God was judging them. I say they came into agreement with the kingdom of darkness. Listen, God inhabits the praises of his people and so does Satan. Grumbling, murmuring, and complaining is the praise and worship of the kingdom of darkness and the enemy inhabits it and releases his will in that situation. What is his will? To steal and kill and destroy. What's God's will? That you might have life and have it more abundantly. Life or death in front of us, right? We, and we read that, that life and death in the power of the tongue. But when he said this, I've heard life and death is in the power of the tongue. I've preached it many times. But something, when Danos preached this a couple months ago, it went deep into my spirit. And many times, what I'm going to tell you today, and we're going to do something in one second to do something about it, but it's still not a one-time exercise. It's an all-the-time exercise. Meaning, every time you see yourself going to one of these places, you actually have to respond with the Lord that you're not going there that you're going a different place than there. And so um, when several times in the next week, when Dano after he, he spoke this, I got it in my spirit. Like, why would I ever murmur or complain? Well, we can know that sitting here in a service, but then we can forget it two days later when something comes up that you're very unhappy about. You know, why do I have to be doing this? So that's what happened to me. I, I won't go into all the details, but a couple days later, I was asked to do something, pressed into service that was going to take the whole day and I, it wasn't my plans. It's not what I wanted to do. And so I came, I was driving over to where I was needed and I had a bad attitude. Anyone ever have a bad attitude? <laughs> I do too sometimes. What are you going to do with that? So as I was driving, this, what Dano said, came back like, I mean, clear as day. And God says, you have a choice, son. What's this day going to look like? you got a total choice right here. And so instead, I said, God, thank you. I release all that garbage of whatever, you know, whatever I thought I was supposed to be doing and mad that I wasn't doing that. Lord, I release all that. God, Papa, what do you have for me today? what fun are we going to have today? Who are we going to meet today? What's going to happen in this situation that I wouldn't even been at? I had a great day. I mean, I had a great day. I was, I was happy. I was telling jokes. I was making life fun for the people around me. And I encountered several people that day um, that I would not have encountered otherwise that was just wonderful. I mean, it was awesome. It was an awesome day. If I had not done that, I would have walked around all day, at least a good part of the day, grumbling mess, and missed the blessing of the whole thing. Do you see how that works? So it's really real. When I, These things we're talking about, they're very real. Because these things right here are going to wear you out and they're going to send you in directions you, that you are not going to bring life. They're going to steal your life. But if you see them for what they are with the Holy Spirit's help, and you say no to these things, and you ask God, what's your plan? What God, what do you want to say to me? You watch how He flips these things around. Okay? We're gonna make some declarations in a minute. This is um let's see here. Come on. There it is. Here's the um the problem. Everything I just read, they all have the same root problem, and that is self me, 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 That's the problem. I'm going to solve my problems for me. I'm not happy with what's happening to me. It's all me focused, that's the problem. And that's what gets us into, that's what wears us out. Um, Are you important to God? That you can answer. That was not a trick question. Yes. 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 So important that he sent his son to die for you. Way important to him. He wants you you to have actually a joy-filled, happy life. He really does. He wants you to enjoy life. However, when we start taking over the control of trying to make sure our life is happy and good, that's when we get really worn out. That's the problem. So what is the antidote? Well, it's not a what, it's a who. Galatians 2, 20 and 21. This is Paul saying, I just discovered something. I've been crucified with Christ and I, I, me, 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 no longer lives, but it's Christ living in me. So the life I now live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, you could talk about me. That works because you're saying this is what Jesus did for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Really big phrase in there that I almost never mention, but he says, I did not set aside the grace of God. So what we get into problems when we set aside the grace. That's how we get into problems. What did I say grace was? God doing for you what you can't do. When you set that aside, then what's left? Oh, you are. (laughs) That whole deal of God doing it for you, you just push that aside. When you said, got it from here, God. That's what wears us out. All right, here's that same, here's Galatians um, 2.20 in the Message Bible. I love this, this translation of it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. See that right there, that, you don't want to talk about how to save yourself from that people-pleasing thing. There you go. If your ego is no longer central, then what other people think about you isn't going to tear you up anymore. It's no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Hey, that's big. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it's lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Come on. <laughs> That's the gospel. That was the deal. Christ for you. Your old self gone, his new one in. Now some would say, because this is true, we, should, we can never or should never struggle with the issue of trying to, you know, that it's about me. Because they would say, well, there is no you left. I would agree with that except that what you believe becomes your reality so if we are forgetting who we are that it's Christ in us nothing more nothing less we can go back to living as though we're the center again even though we're not we already traded that I know that might sound a little confusing but it really is it's what makes sense it's why Paul talks about the renewing of the mind because your spirit is already connected with God. You, you already know who you are. Your spirit already knows. You and Christ are one. And your spirit is the one that's retraining your brain. And your brain sometimes gets some other ideas. Okay? So that doesn't make you a bad person. Actually, when you forget who you are, God is not um, displeased. He's not less in love with you. But he says, Hey, remember this thing? Come here. Let's go for a walk. Are you getting tired again? (laughs) Let me remind you what this was about. It's you and I'm going to make your life light and free, but you got to walk with me. You got to watch how I do it. How did I do it? Oh, by the unforced rhythms of grace. See how this is working? Getting this. All right, now, what are we going to do about this? Let's do something about this, shall we? So let's stop and ask the Lord to show you where you're being robbed of living freely and lightly. For some of you, as soon as certain ones came up, as I talked about them, you're like, oh boy, okay, now I know why I'm so tired. Um, In just a minute, I want to give you the opportunity to release those Silly lies that are making you so tired. So you're going to ask, we're going to ask together, and I'm actually going to give you some time to ask God what lies that you're believing. These lies that are wearing you out. What are, which, ones, which ones Jesus really got a hold on me because I don't want them anymore. They're not serving me well. And then after we do that, we're going to make a choice to reject the lie and ask Jesus to tell us the truth. Here's, here's the thing as we do this in just a minute. I First of all, I really want you to talk to God um, because there's a lot of you in the room together and some of you might feel self-conscious. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, is don't do this all in your head. That It really doesn't work well when, when you're doing it all in your head. So if you don't want others around you to hear, no problem. You can cover up your mouth you know, with your hands and just kind of whisper into your hands. I do that all the time. I, I pray lots when people are around and that's what I'm doing sometimes. So now you know. But I won't tell you what I'm saying because it's me and God, okay. You can bury your head in the carpet if you want, you know, and scream, I don't know. But the point is, is what I'm talking about right now is I really want you to engage with God. So in a minute when I'm going to ask you to ask him, I really want you to ask him. Like I'll ask him kind of for you, but it's much better if you ask him for you because you've got to get used to doing this all the time yourself anyway. So just to ask him, God, God, what is it? that, What lies am I believing? I want you to ask him. You know what's going to happen? Again, for some of you, you already actually know what some of them are because when I was reading over them, some of them were already kind of gripping you. That's that's fine. Some of you may not know yet. Just ask. A Holy Spirit, wh- which one is it? Which ones are 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 kind of like robbing me here? Expect that you're going to get an answer. For some of you, he. I mean, it can happen in a lot of different ways. Honestly, it could be. I'm going to have that list up here again. It could be that one of them. I don't know. Gets kind of highlighted to you. Like your eyes are drawn to it. A lot of times we can't explain it to somebody else, how come it's important or how God's talking to me. He just is. But I'm trying to give you little nuances of how he might speak. He might remind you, when you're asking the question, he just might remind you of an incident you've had recently. You know what I'm saying? Something where, something you actually were doing yesterday or last week that was one of these things that kind of robbed you. Was that you or was that God answering your, your question? Remember Doug's word earlier about he he comes in different ways than we expect? And so for people that say they don't hear God, I would say it's because you're putting him inside of a really small box and expecting him to answer in a very certain way. You know, you're expecting him to answer in English. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, you know, typed out for you. Um, he is talking to you all the time. So we just have to ask, Lord, let me catch your language to me. And, and sometimes the problem, even with me telling you how he might be speaking to you, the problem is, is that the few ways that I just told you, the way he speaks to you might be nothing like that. And you still might disregard it. You might say, oh, well, that wasn't what Pastor Brent said, so that wasn't God. He's going to talk to you in the way he talks to you. And honestly, this is what happens. When you start picking it up, oh, that was God. Oh my gosh, that was God. You're going to start to see patterns in your life you're going to say, oh, he's been talking to me a lot more than I thought. I just didn't realize it here and here and here. But once you start picking up how he talks to you, you're going to start picking it up more and more. And then after a year or two, you're going to say, oh my gosh, I hear God all the time. Doesn't everybody? And you're going to almost forget the time when you couldn't. I'm prophesying that over you. All right. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to go back to this list right there, same list, just so you can see it, Um, but in just a minute, I'm going to pray, I'm going to ask the Lord to show you what things are kind of weighing you down, and then we're going to reject that, Uh, you know what, I'm just going to lead you through it, never mind, I'm going to stop talking about it, we're just going to do it, all right, so, you know, insert hands over mouth or whatever you want to do, because you're going to talk to God. All right? So right now, thank you, Father, that you are a good Papa and that you um, you want us as your kids to walk in the fullness of the life that Jesus purchased. So much so that you gave us your spirit to live right inside of us so that we could experience grace. We could know what it is for you to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. So God, wherever we have been weighed down lately Um, in one of these ways or maybe it's something you're telling people that I didn't even mention up here because there's a lot of other ways that we can get weighed down and robbed of this full abundant joy filled life would you Holy Spirit would you show us what that is and I want to ask all of you again whisper it whatever but just God would you show me what what lies unbelieving bring to light let me see let me know where I'm getting robbed and ripped off. Just ask him and wait for a moment. Okay actually don't have to wait a long time because for most of you, you probably um, he was probably speaking something pretty much right away Um, if you don't feel like that's the case, that's okay, as we keep going, you can still ask the Lord I'm open, show me where the lies are some of you though, again, you knew the first time you saw it when I was describing it, already that was the Holy Spirit pointing it out and saying, this one son this one daughter, okay so now, and again, this is um, this is what I want you to do um, out loud. Um, but again, you can do it quietly; that's fine. But just use your use your lips, use the 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 air that comes out of your mouth to um, you're going to reject that lie. You're going to say, "I I don't want this." Whatever your language is, Lord, I, this lie that you showed me that I'm believing, or this thing that I'm doing that's robbing me. I reject that lie I don't want that anymore I, I choose not to do it that way whatever it is it's your language just tell them right now and if there's several things go over all of them just I don't want that I reject that lie that lie is not my friend it's not how I want to live All right, and again, you can do this more at home. Um, I'm just kind of leading you through it so that you get an idea that I've, that I'm empowering you. You can do this all the time on your own, okay? So now the next thing is to ask, just ask the Lord. Ask Jesus, what, okay, that was the lie, but what's the truth instead? In that area that I believe that lie that it was weighing me down, just ask him, what's the truth? What's the truth, Jesus? Tell me the truth, And listen for his voice. Okay. Once again, for many of you, many of you who are used to hearing God's voice, or maybe some of you for the first time, but usually often you'll get an impression, um, you'll hear something through your through your mind pretty quickly. Um, let me just ask this question are there are there one or two brave souls who would just like to briefly just share again there's zero shame here because all of us. All of us, you know, the enemy's trying to steal from us. And really this is actually a victory statement of this was the lie I was believing. This is what I heard Jesus say. Anyone want to share? Come on up. Julia.
1: Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom and my kids are all pretty much grown 24, uh, 20, and 18. And I'm realizing as I'm getting to be having an empty nest and I'm looking at what my kid's doing and trying to decide if they're having success and if they're not, I'm trying to guide them still and ramrod them into my way of thinking that I am believing that that's where I'm getting my self-worth because that's been my job for 24 years. And if they're not being successful, I wasn't a good mom. And that's the lie I was believing. And the Lord said, That's not your mail. (laughs) That's not your job. That's not your problem. And that's not where you get your worth. Your worth comes
0: from me. That was good. One more person. Yeah, come on up. Car.
1: I rejected the lie that I had to do things perfectly to get God's love and approval. And he said, I love you with an everlasting love.
0: Thank you. Isn't that good? You getting this? And it it may not seem like all that much if it's not you, but to that person, oh, it's everything. And God gave Julia a phrase that I had said, it's not your mail. Would would God do that? I mean, is that God or was that me? Well, no, that, I didn't tell her that when I, you know, I didn't say to all of you, it's not your mail. So God can bring back someone's statement. That's him. Carr gets this um, scripture verse. Does God use the scriptures that you read? I'm guessing probably. Cara didn't read that verse right before she came to church today. I'm guessing the Lord just said, "Here you go. There's your gift." So, so there's a two very different ways that He spoke. He can speak in a lot of different ways. And what I'm telling you is, is don't, um, don't. Uh, what? Well, let me put it in the positive. I'm encouraging you to give value as the as you're learning to hear the Lord speak. Give value to those things. When you give value to them, that empowers them, okay? Um, All right, now um, we're really almost done because what I'm going to do for some of you, some of you did not right now, maybe you realize some of the places where you're getting robbed and tired, but maybe you didn't hear a word from the Lord right at the moment. In just a second, we're going to make a bunch of declarations together. Because we're going to address many of those things just by declaring the positive, okay? Because that's so. In other words, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Um, but we are invited to live a very di- in a very different place than in those places of discouragement that we were talking about, or the tiredness. So, what do we get to do? We get to enjoy the Lord enjoying us. What do you get to do? You get to enjoy the Lord enjoying you. What are you talking about, Brent? <laughs> Tell me something. Do you did you have to work for me enjoying you? <laughs> and honestly, that my me. Pouring out love on you is so easy to do. You are lovable. And the and the Father's love for you. Oh my goodness. Jesus. <laughs> and you don't have to do a thing. You don't have to do a thing. He says, You're my boy. This is my son. You're my choice. You're my prince. <laughs> And you know what? He doesn't just do that when you're sitting at a worship service because you're actually not getting any points in heaven by being here tonight. Jesus already secured your place in heaven. You don't get any more points for being at church. You're here because you want to be here. (laughs) Because you want to experience God. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why you came here tonight. So you get to enjoy the Lord enjoying you. Just for a moment, think, I mean, just, you know, some of you are really good visualizers and some of you maybe not, but just for a moment, think about a couple of the things you did today. Maybe you were in a massive hurry and you were whatever. Dishes, letting the dog out, I don't know what you were doing. Just for a moment, watch yourself. If you can do this, watch yourself doing those things, but watch the Father watching you. And, and enjoying you doing those things. Just for a minute. <laughs> See, he doesn't just enjoy you when you're worshiping him. God, I'm worshiping you right now. You must really enjoy me a lot more right now. He says, oh, oh no, I just like looking at you. It really doesn't matter to me what you're doing. I just enjoy you. See, this is what the Christian life, when, if, when you're talking about enjoying life, this is how you're going to enjoy life. I'm giving you huge keys right now. Enjoy life with Him. So the first one was you're just aware, more and more awareness that He's pleased with, He likes you. But this next one is be more intentional about just enjoying things with Him. And, and, uh, it's funny because we, it's, you know, we, often we'll kind of have our own things that we do and then, oh yeah, there's the Lord, oh yeah. And then we start to remember God and bring him into, certainly when we worship, you know, we're bringing him back into it. Now, he wants to do everything with you. Does he want to curl up on a couch and watch a movie with you? Oh, you bet. Of course, he may say certain movies, he might say, um, nah, let's not do that one. See, because he loves you. And he wants to do stuff and the more we do stuff with him because, because he's part of our life the more we actually live life with him and we're one with him and doing things that we both enjoy together that's what he intended for life with us enjoy the moments in the moment especially with those we're closest to You want it? this is what the Lord's been telling me a, a lot lately enjoy the moments enjoy the moments especially with those you're closest to and when I say in the moment I mean as you're doing it If you can, it's one thing later on to go, you know what, that was a really cool day. And there's nothing wrong with that. But all the more, when you're doing something with somebody that's fun, I don't know, it could be coffee, it could be anything, but just where there's an awareness, wow, God, this is really cool, thank you. It just heightens it all that much more. He wants you to enjoy the moments, especially with those who are closest to you. This is not rocket science. I saw that, that was awesome. (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. I won't won't tell on someone. They were just enjoying a moment. I'm saying, "This this is what makes life so much more fun. Otherwise, it's always about the other stuff. Always. It just robs you. What's not going on in your life? What you think is not working out? Who's not loving you? Why don't you just enjoy the moments every single day with the little kisses from heaven that God gives you here and here and here? Come on. I like that amen. Thank you, Lord, for that moment. (laughs) So you get to continually thank God for all the blessings and favor and mercies that are new every morning. Remember that Thanksgiving and how that opens up heaven. You get to watch God do for you what only he can do. Okay, that's... And you get to live freely and lightly out of a place of rest. Rest says God's got your back. He loves you. He's for you. He's working all things out for you. That's rest, is knowing that. That's what rest is, is knowing those things are true. That's when you rest. What's our part? The last one. We get to do the next thing he impresses upon us to do. Some people will say, well, this message sounds like we don't do anything for God. No, we've got a harvest that's coming in. We got a world to love. We got, we got people to go, you know, pray healing and we got all kinds of amazing things to do. But he wants you to enjoy it all so much more. But how do you know what you're supposed to do? Oh, just do the next thing he impresses upon you. What if he, what if I'm not feeling anything? Why don't you just enjoy then with him the next thing you're doing? See we make it we, we make it so you know strenuous like am I doing this right God and we take all the joy and fun out of it. All right, stand up because'm gonna, we're gonna make some declarations. right at the end of these declarations, I want our, our prayer teams to come forward for those words of knowledge. all right so I, I like doing declarations together um, we 're going to say some things that are positive statements to the lord okay and I'm, and I basically hit on a lot of the areas that we just talked about so let 's say these together like you mean it. all right here it is: I am pleasing to you, my heavenly Father, because I am your beloved child, Papa. You will take care of me and those I love because your goodness and your covenant love. All things are working for my good. I trust in your perfect care of my life. I celebrate who I am and I believe you are faithfully orchestrating my life to get me where you want me to be. There's a few more. I have infinite worth to you as proven by the cost of my freedom, the blood of Jesus. I enjoy you, Papa. I enjoy you, Jesus. I enjoy you, Holy Spirit. I choose to agree with heaven and thank you for being my good, good father. Amen. Prayer teams, come up here. Everyone else, have a seat for just a minute. We're going to pray for some healing. Oh, thank you. And what I, I want to tell you, I so appreciate um, Julia and Cara coming up here, making it real for people, because I want to tell you, that little exercise we did, you get to keep doing this. Every time you recognize one of the lies coming your way, Stop. Ask the Lord, what lie am I believing? Jesus, what's the truth? I'm telling you, this is going to change your world if you aren't already doing this. Okay. So, for the prayer teams up here... Um,